Welcome to Christ's Covenant Chapel Podcast with Reverend Kingsley Ayesu. We are a Bible-believing church with a sole purpose of positively impacting our generation. We are elated that you joined us. Wherever you're connecting from, we believe your life will not be the same. Now, let's tune in to today's life-changing message. Hello, friends. This is Pastor King. What a joy to be with you once again. Thanks for meeting here and allowing me into your space while we do life together. I hope you're being blessed by the content we share on this platform. If you are, please do me a favor and share this content with someone else and be a blessing to them. This has been one of those weeks where I am just blank and not sure on what to talk about. I've been pondering on what to talk about for days now. Finally, I settled on serving. Serving humanity, to be precise. In Acts 13, 36, the Bible says of David, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. Bible tells us that before David fell asleep and was buried with his fathers, he served his generation. He lived by serving. Most of us die without having lived. The Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about humanity, answered, man. He said because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die. And then dies having never really lived. End of quote. Friends, before you die, live live. So how do we live? Simply put, we live by serving God and others. We all have something to serve humanity with. We came to the earth with something that humanity needs. No matter what you have been through, you are valuable and you have something to serve. Many times in our lives, we are dropped, crumpled, and ground into the dirt by the decisions we make or the circumstances that come our way. We may feel as though we are worthless, insignificant in our own eyes and in the eyes of others. But no matter what has happened or what will happen, we never lose our value as human beings. Nothing can take that away. Never forget that. In serving humanity, you will have to go through some stuff. And I'm talking about stuff that may not be very palatable. This is a fact of life. But always remember, the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It is about what you are made of, not the circumstances. 
Winston Churchill said, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. You see, whatever life throws at you, don't lose sight of what you have to offer to humanity. Keep moving. Get rid of bitterness. Get rid of anger. Get rid of hatred. Be a blessing to others at every opportunity giving. Love God, love people, and live it out. Maybe you are an encourager. Serve it. Encourage others. There was this little girl who asked his dad if she could go out and play with her friend. And dad told her, you got to come back by 6.30. Your curfew is 6.30. By 6.30, she was not back. By 7, she was not back. 7.30, she was not back. Around 8 o'clock, her dad saw her walking home. Of course, he's upset. And he asked his daughter, what is it? Why are you coming so late? She said, because my friend broke her doll. Her father said, did you break it? She said, no, I didn't. Her father said, so were you helping to fix it? She said, no. He said, so why were you so late? He said, dad, I sat and cried with her. You know, sometimes all somebody needs is for somebody to sit and cry with her. Maybe you are a helper. Serve it. Help others. Andrew Carnegie said, no man becomes rich unless he enriches others. You see, most Christians approach life as if it were a slot machine. We want to put as little as, uh, as little as possible into it and we always hope to hit the jackpot. Invest in people simply because they have value. They are important. Serve people because they are valuable and God requires us to do so. You see, if you don't think somebody is important, you will never have a sense of service towards them. Focus on what you could give rather than what you could get. When you do that, people blossom. Relationships mature and life becomes more rewarding. It has been said, what goes around comes around. Where do you stand on the subject of giving to others? I read somewhere, I believe it was John Maxwell, who wrote that there are three uh, kinds of people when it comes to the subject of serving. He said, they are number one, takers. Takers receive and never give. Many people focus on themselves and rarely go out of their way to do anything for others. Such people are takers. They worry only about what they can get and they are never satisfied. The second group of people are traders. Traders receive and then they give. Some people focus on keeping score. They are willing to give, but their primary motivation isn't to help others. They see relationships as an exchange. Often, 
They give because they think they owe something to someone who has helped them and they desire to make things even. When I was much younger, I didn't understand the value of adding value to others, but now I do. The third group of people are investors. Investors give and then receive. In this third group, people focus on others. They give first and then receive if something is offered in return. They believe that success comes from being helpful, caring, and constructive. They desire to make everything and everyone they touch better. And they understand that the best way to accomplish that is to give of themselves. Ironically, by possessing an agenda to give first, they are the ones who most often experience the synergy of a win-win relationship. Serving others is the medicine that heals our sickness of self-love. Let me ask you a question. What is your motivation for ministry? What is your motivation for serving? What is your motivation to serve others? To be approved of and accepted by people who are finicky in their feelings or do you rest in the reality of your Heavenly Father's faithful love and acceptance? Be wise not to allow others to elevate you to a place of expected perfection or to let their harsh critics drop you down to a place of shame. There is no place in God's kingdom for self-exaltation or the pursuit of personal glory. The church in every age must relentlessly pursue the way of humility and self-giving love constantly reorienting our personal and corporate lives around the example of Jesus, the one who came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You will experience the most joy when you are serving out of the right motives. That is why it's always important to ask yourself why you do what you do. If you are serving to gain favor or validate who you are, if you are attempting to build yourself up and find significance through what you do, you won't experience the joy that comes from serving. The Bible encourages our followers of Jesus to serve others in love and humility, to help those in need, and to honor God through kindness and generosity. God promises to reward people for their faithful service, especially those who are generous to the poor and marginalized. Jesus sets forth the standard of humility and service for those to follow and for others to follow. The Apostle Paul encourages the church to have the same mindset as Jesus by humbling ourselves in service to others. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 through 8, Paul writes to the church in Philippi and he says, and I quote, he said, Let each of you look not unto his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves 
which is which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Friend, serve God and serve humanity. As I wrap up this week, I want to indulge you as always. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please say this short prayer with me. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as the penalty for my sin and recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift you offer to me because of your great love, not based on anything I have done. Cleanse me and make me your child. By faith, I receive you into my heart as the Son of God and as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me live for you with you in control. In your precious name, amen. If you said this prayer, you are born again into the family of God. Please find a Bible-believing church to attend. If you are ever in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, come on and fellowship with us at 5452 DuPont Avenue North in Brooklyn Center, and God will bless you. Before I sign off, remember that God loves you, I love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Until we meet again, keep on keeping on. I will see you at the top, for that is where you belong. Shalom. Thank you for connecting with us today. For more of this content, be sure to subscribe, share, and comment. Engage with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Join us same time next week on our next episode.